1: This week in league, Justin Pascoe performing an end-of-year football review, the worst staffing appointment since O.J. Simpson did couples
0: counselling. The Warriors tanked to the Titans, officially winning the Chad Townsend trade.
2: Jared Croker to undergo stem cell treatment in the worst use of children since Dennis Ferguson. Plus, we
0: look ahead to all the action for round one of the finals of the 2021 NRL season.
1: All that more, This Week in League. Welcome to episode 432 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Back to yourself, mate. That's good to hear. Always. I always know it's going to be It's a rough start to an episode when you're F and C's and
2: fucking...
0: It, it seems, Glennie, you may have offloaded something. What, what have you offloaded this week?
2: My fucking team into the biz. Yes. <laughs>
0: Verbatim what I would
2: have expected. So, so I feel so much be- lighter, like I've pushed my, a David out my Nothaluma.
1: Now, would you feel better... If you were, for example, in the position of the Titans, uh, that is to say, in the finals by the skin of your teeth, and going to be obliterated in week one of the finals, would you take that scenario just so you could say, "Oh, yeah, it hasn't been ten years since finals"? Or would you actually yep. want to be in there with? Don't, the, don't the even chance? you don't
2: don't finish your
1: question. Yes, the answer really? is yes. Wow. Okay. So yeah, so so West Tigers fans at this point have been reduced to the. Happy to make up the numbers. Well, everyone stage. has
2: to. Someone has to finish fucking eighth.
1: Yeah, but and this someone year has to in finish ninth. I'd rather no, no, finish eighth
2: than fucking ninth or thirteenth. As you were. didn't, yeah, but you
1: didn't finish ninth. I mean, what this the, the ninth thing? I mean, that's one thing. I mean, if, if there's one thing that isn't in decline about the club, well, no, sorry, the no. ninth meme is in decline yeah. too. Yeah, okay, no, that
0: doesn't work. Okay, <laughs> how
2: fucking how fucking bad is it when you're begging for ninth? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I would have I would have appreciated the extra attention. Uh, had we finished ninth, that says more about me than it does about the West Tigers. Yeah, wow. When you
1: say extra attention,
2: just people are the, piling are on, the seventeen
1: of you know? the seventeen news articles in the last three days about the West Tigers not fucking attention <laughs> enough for you?
2: No. <laughs> 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 yeah, look i
0: I have been a detractor of the Australian sports media for a long time. However. Their algorithms don't miss. They they do understand that the West Tigers. I would say they are the most clicked on team.
1: That's a fact. Isn't it. That's this is what this is when when the the whole uh, the the behind the scenes of Tiger Town stuff. That's what, that's what I I, I passed it on to you guys as well. But that's what I was told because one of the driving factors was they are like not the most popular team because. That implies no, that they're liked, but they are it. the most. They are the, they are the most responsive to clickbait. Yes, of all the teams. Yes, and and I think look honestly, I think the you know, the the Tiger Town ratings probably would have bore that out as well. I don't. I'm not privy to what they are, but uh, I, I can imagine they would have been um, fairly well watched. But uh, yeah, the, it's over now, Glenny. Well. Yeah, you know, the week-to-week pain's over now. You may end up in a situation where you know you're going to have to deal with the fallout of Madge getting sacked, and you know you hire Paul Green or something. But
0: oh. <laughs>
1: let me hit you with some. Let me hit you with a hypothetical. So, say Madge. Let's say that the the mail is correct and Madge if, isn't going if, to get the last extended year of his contract. If, if
2: they sack Madge, I'm not happy with whoever they bring in.
1: Anyone? There's no one they could bring in.
2: Wayne so Bennett would make you happy, right? That's it.
1: Wayne Bennett is the only coach he would be happy with at the Tigers. Yeah,
0: given his history of abandoning abandoning disabled kids,
2: think he'd yeah, stick around with them, motherfucker. He's coaching the Tigers. He's taking on a squad of thirty disabled kids. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I mean, he did that. He did that a couple of years ago with the Knights as well.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Left them in a. <laughs> left them worse than they than he found them.
2: How could he? How could they be worse than how he would find them? Mm. Fuck yeah. <laughs>
1: Although at worst they were the same thing.
2: <laughs> so,
0: so, of everyone available, who's who would put their hand up for the Tigers' job? Are they? Are they Flanagan? At point yet? Flanagan. But uh, Flanagan
1: uh, wants a job badly.
0: Yeah, but does is he? He strikes me as smart enough to not take that job.
1: Well, I think he. Or it seems to me that he he just he just wants back in in the game. And he will ride the slowest, ugliest horse. This is what I'm saying, though.
0: Game. He's seen what happened to Maguire. Everyone's... Mm. By this stage, if you... you know, Remember that old joke that, you know, I'd, I'd never want to be part of a club that would have me as a member? Mm. It's It's now the opposite. The West Tigers should never, ever hire a coach that is happy to coach the West Tigers. That's the position they're in at the moment. In that... They've seen every coach get ass fucked. They've seen nothing change in terms of the player culture. The 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 centre of excellence they have isn't a centre of excellence. They're basically renting a room at the local fucking PCYC.
2: That's just you're just being a troll now. It's a fucking seventy five million dollar state of the art fucking facility owned by the with council. Lots of people not by the club stretching their quads in it. In every room of it, apparently. <laughs> uh, fucking, I don't know what they're doing or what, how many stairs there are leading up to it, but everyone that gets in there is stretching their fucking quads.
1: It's the cornerstone of all athletic performance.
0: When Goodman finally meets Morpheus, the Matrix is just a thousand cunts stretching their quads. <laughs> um, but... But again, who takes on that without putting massive fucking clauses in their contract around players and retention and you know min- minimum tenure and and salary Any, cap? Anyone management?
2: that's an assistant coach somewhere or a, a you know someone like Flannery, anyone's going to take on an NRL coaching job.
1: That's a available. because of the
2: a, a because of the
1: cash, b because of the prestige, and c because. They're not doing that job because they think that they aren't the best coach out there. And they and and they and, and, you know have the hubris that they are the ones that are going to turn this ship around. Yeah, fuck. Because I think to get to that level you have to have you have to have that about you, you know. Because I mean it's such a it's a specialised
0: position. There's only so few positions to go around, you know? To to put it in corporate terms, if if you were looking at buying that, if you look at every club as a business. Mm-hmm. Right? And and you get a, a lump of cash and you go ready, I want, I want to buy a business. I'm coming into this for the first time. I've worked for other people before, which assistants have, they've never run it themselves. The West Tigers are essentially, you know, should be in in liquidation or administration. For what they, they they're have. Big, they're
1: the they're the food star of restaurants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. One hundred percent they are. <laughs> You know, and and I've never ever seen unless you are buying something to chop into parts and sell. There are some businesses you cannot turn around, no matter who you are. I yeah, I don't know anyone in their right mind who takes that job.
2: But to be fair. D- the, act, the club is actually performing well off the field. They're well, they're well supported. They're well sponsored. Um, the, the football department, which the right coach with the right free reign could turn around, someone like Flanagan, who... The thing with Madge and the knock on Madge is his reputation that... And again, I don't agree with this. It's just the reputation that he trains trains blokes too hard and and he's a bit of a fucking hard taskmaster. Hmm. And because of that, that's his reputation in the game and that's part of the reason. I don't know if this is spin-doctoring from the hierarchy at the club to justify punting him, um, but that reputation has got around the players in the NRL, hence they can't attract big names.
0: So, So what about that guy down in Melbourne that... That has the reputation for for training blokes till they throw up.
2: Well, again, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's his reputation. Yeah. If he's not there, another coach comes in, turns the football department around, because you can't deny the memberships, the sponsorship, the, you know. I think Did you and hear and the, the, the biggest, story. Sorry,
1: Did you see the story today about um, how they failed to land um, Cam McInnes? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I haven't heard that yet. So they had he he was he, he wanted was, him to pay for these dental bills, and they said no.
1: Yeah, you wish. No, what what it came down to was that he was interested. He was open open to to going to the West Tigers when he was looking about, and um, he had a meeting at the club, and Pasco turned up late for the meeting, Oof. and then and then said something along the lines of, "Sorry, mate." Who Sorry, mate. Again? Which one? Which one are you again? Are you fucking for real? Yeah, that's that, that. That like I mean, whether that's true or not is one thing, but I I read that today. Wow. Yeah. And so I would say that most most definitely came from Ken
2: Cam McInnes' side. Mm. And I think there needs to be a, a serious disconnect or. Fucking, well, complete disconnect of Pasco from the football department because he bl- he blows his horn about sponsorships and and memberships and and how the club's travelling off the field. Mm-hmm. But if Tiger Town taught me anything, and that little snippet, if there's any, if there is a sliver of truth to that little story you just told me, there's there's no place. No place for him anywhere near the football department. Yeah. Which is, I guess, where the thought process of Sheen's coming in.
1: Yeah, um, what do you make of the stuff with uh, this week with, I think, Benji through his support behind Sheen's being the coach and, and uh, Benny Elias as well, which is hilarious because Benny Elias didn't want Sheen's to be the coach back in the day.
2: Yeah. Also, <laughs> Elias has come out and supported him. Yeah, he's he will out and the most said, outrageous shit. That's, that's I, his-
1: I believe yeah, without having it in front of me. I believe he was he was like along the lines of he must be the coach. He must become the the, the head coach if the Tigers are, are to have any chance of. Uh,
0: but you know. his, here's the thing, though: the Tigers don't need a new head coach. Or, or, or sorry. What, what they need is. Practice and drilling in the fucking fundamentals. They need somebody to teach them defensive structures
1: and loose quads. <laughs> well, no, they've got the loose quads thing. We we saw the fucking three D renderings. That's covered. Yeah, the next generation of tigers players are gonna and and women's soccer teams in the, the west, They're gonna have the loosest yeah. quads you've ever seen. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean that goes without saying. <laughs> that's the one thing they do have laid out yeah. there. I just,
0: I feel like it, with the, you know, the only, the only people that are going to have looser quads than the West Tigers are the amateur team, the Western Sydney Gash Smashers.
1: <laughs> and what sport would the Gash Smashes be involved do I don't think? know,
2: but they, but that's, they, that's the, they could that's be the soccer team. <laughs> Oh, okay. I see you making a note there, Nathan. Yeah, I was actually
1: going I was just, I was just thought we are talking about loose quads so much. It has to be loose quads, right? Then, <laughs> so, maybe, so, so, so I'm, I'm, I may leave the gash smashes thing there. It's just a hidden little treat that people don't see coming. Uh <laughs> um,
0: oh, quality. I do not see anything that is done to that team. So there is nothing that comes out of this off-season review that will fix next year unless they spend the entire off-season for, like, you know, Ronnie Palmer, as much as people say he's an icon of the game, the science of fitness and conditioning in the modern game has passed him by. So he needs to to upskill if that is his purview at all or if he's, you know, literally just fucking tape and water bottles. But they need better conditioning to stay in games they need drilling in the basics of defence and they need a drastic overhaul in their halves end of set capabilities yeah and how much of that happens in an off in one off season
1: yeah i think i think the halves is their biggest problem because luke brooks yeah, has has played well at times in his career. I mean, fuck, he, he you know, snagged the Daliam halfback award, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, not to say he's the best halfback or anything, but you know, he's obviously he accumulated, you know, a number of man of the match awards mm-hmm. in, in the eyes of the judges across the season. But despite that, I think he's it's you yeah, know, staleness, poor fit. Just over the tigersness of it
2: all, I think mm. he needs to find somewhere else. I think he will end up in Canberra.
0: Although, see, in saying that, if you look at them, they scored five hundred points this year, which puts them in the realm of the top eight. Attack attack wasn't their issue. They also conceded six million points. Yes, yeah, that, that that's their thing. It's. When they want to put points on, they had that ability, but it was just yeah. Not but I mean, leaking.
1: like we've got the, we, we, but look, I mean, we've even got a nickname out of it, the Tribus. I mean, how many of those <laughs> points came in junk time when it wasn't you know it
0: in like yeah, true. Yeah. But again, for 500 points that they scored, they let in 714, which is actually the third worst.
1: Yeah, nearly a hundred of those against Manly too. So
2: oh, fucking yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Look, I just feel like it's it's we're heading into week one of the finals to watch some amazing rugby league teams ply their trade. And we've just spent
1: Couple 17
2: minutes. minutes or so. We're, we're trying talking. to help you out, mate. We're trying to make you feel relevant in this finals period no, as well. fuck That's off. It. I don't want to fucking talk about my team anymore.
0: We're, we're trying to help you through the seven stages of Tigers fandom.
2: Oh, because you guys would know all about it. I could write the fucking a thesis on it. I've
1: known you for over a decade now, man. I think I think I've got a grasp on, on what you go through year on year.
0: <laughs> well, as a former Tigers member you would.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or well, I mean I learned a lot in that year, or half yeah. a year or however long it was. That's so, it. and, and, you know, continually because they, t- the thing didn't renew, but they still didn't take me off their fucking email list. Yeah. I keep getting the, your team each week. Okay. Delete. <laughs> but, um. Don't
2: unsubscribe though. Cause secretly we all know you love it.
1: Well, because it helps me when I'm making my notes to get the team lists. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole, yeah, that's the whole part of the fucking thing, isn't it? Cool. But, um.
0: Glenn. The, 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 last, of the last the thing you should do them. is for, for shaming someone for being turned on by things that hurt them.
2: <laughs> how had how, 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 that choking thing go anyway? I've got this Still thing mine? where, like, literally I like to be choked while stretching my quads. <laughs> I tell you what, gets me gets me going. I've got the hardest little fucking button, mushroom, <laughs> Just gets me, gets me right in the gills. It does. It's great.
0: Is that is that your next one? You you're going to put your neck in behind the knee and get the girl to stretch her quarter around Look, your neck?
2: When I find my neck, I'll I'll, try, I'll give that a crack. And I don't know, I don't know that there's enough neck there to get behind anything. <laughs> Look, okay. So
1: let's talk about some good news just quickly. I mean, there's not a lot of news, really, um, part of sort of player movement sort of stuff, but uh, no one major. But uh, today, there's a press conference at Sunshine Coast where uh, Queen Anna announced what we all expected to happen, and and that is that uh, Suncorp Stadium will host the uh, 2021 NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final and the Prelim Finals. And... uh, we already knew about the you know, next week's you know, week two of the finals that they are going to be played on the on a farm in Mackay, but yeah. after that, good stadiums all around for week three and for week three and the grand final. So uh, it's good to have it locked in. Mm-hmm. It's always a lot of speculation where people are like, oh, you know, what about Adelaide? What about you know, fuck off, um,
2: Fucking Adelaide.
1: So it uh, it said at this stage they're going to be, you know, and you know I feel loath to even fucking speak about it because it just. Usually means you're going to get locked down next week when when you say things, but um, 100 capacity in the stadium as well, and uh,
0: yeah, well, great, it makes,
1: great, great sense Yeah, great. Well, you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity, great reward for for Queensland rugby league fans. Uh, given you know that you know they've turned out for games, you know, over the past sort of month and a half, two months, and yep. uh, and the government themselves sort of allowed the league to you know. Massage some of the rules to be able to you know, keep the competition ongoing, um, and it is and it has been great for like Rockhampton and Mackay, who've had games more than once yep. through the regular season. They had one out there at Toowoomba. SeaBus has seen an uh, absolutely fuck ton of games. Yep, to about the same amount of fans as fucking Titan Games, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, you know, uh, up in North Queensland, they've received more games than you know far more than they 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 would, yep, um, ordinarily. So. It's been great for, you know, some of the the, the less, yeah, you know, likely venues yeah, during the last sort of two months, and uh, yeah, look, I mean, obviously, it's you know, with with one hundred percent capacity being permitted, you know, they're going to get fifty two thousand and change in there. It's going to sell out really fucking quickly, no mm. doubt about it. I mean, just this the Friday night's game with Manly in the Storm was absolute cunt circus to get tickets to, and. Uh, they just got like Tech just got fucking slammed so hard, and um, and it's that game is a sellout now. I think the the ones up at surprisingly the ones up at North Queensland are the ones that, that are having trouble selling tickets too. I think the the one in um, or is it Rocky? Okay. Um, um, that's that's pretty much sold out or close to. Yep. Um, the the ones up there at North queensland the header up at North Queensland though is like. I think they said they've sold like twelve thousand or something like that. Yeah, well, which while that's enough to just about sell out the Sunshine Coast, you'd think for you know league mad North Queensland two finals games. Mm. While there's no real direct relevance for them, you know, given as you know the team's not in them.
0: Yeah. Um you remember as well, North Queensland is not a resettling destination, whereas Brisbane and the Gold Coast most certainly are. Yeah. So yeah. just by that nature, you get you know there's there's a lot of manly fans. There's mm. you know we we discussed it last week. There's there's the mecca of Panthers fans in Redcliffe. Yes. So <laughs> uh, oh, can
1: I just say I don't want to forget I don't want to forget this. So let me interject. I had someone send me a message today and say, you know what the funniest part is about that buffet restaurant we we're talking about at Redcliffe? Yeah. Where that restaurant is, used to be, the location of the Redcliffe Centrelink.
2: <laughs> of course it did.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm oh. sorry, it just popped into my head, so I had to say it before I forgot. Fantastic. <laughs> so, sorry, yeah, yeah, North Queensland shit fans. What you TLDR, North Queensland fans, hate rugby league. Correct. Move the Cowboys to Wellington. Oh. What? <laughs> Somewhere, um, but no, it's great. It's great, and uh, I know that the uh, the Brisbane and the Southeast Queensland fans are, are going to be uh, packing that place out. And I would love to have some sort of meet up situation going on. Mm. I don't want to like lock it in stone because that's just a, a surefire sign for someone to eat a bat and fuck everything up. Yeah, true. But uh, rest assured, something will be happening. And hopefully, this time the restaurants and things around you know around. Southeast South East Queensland are are more receptive to... The bars are more receptive to people actually wanting to fucking give them business. Oof. There you go. Unlike the cunts around Magic Weekend taking shit for granted. They've had, what, two lockdowns, two two short, sharp lockdowns since then. So uh, the other news that came out uh, was that the Queensland Rugby League today uh, outlined their plans to provide greater stability to their State of Origin men's program by appointing a coach with the capabilities and desire to be in the role long term. So, uh, Paul Green, he wants to coach an NRL side, he says. And so, with that understanding, and uh, the understanding that the QRL needs certainty, he would not pursue a new, ter- new term as the Queensland State of Origin coach. Mm. So, uh, rumour is that uh, perhaps Billy Slater... Could take over, or uh, you know, a, a collaborative Billy Slater plus Cam Smith or something like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Has, has Billy Slater had any coaching experience as an
2: assistant since he's left he, the game? He used to coach kids karate. Didn't he? Didn't you do like
1: a? Didn't you do, Didn't you do like an assistant stint with like a AFL club or something in Victoria?
0: I did. Like he had a um, consultant's role. Consultant,
1: okay, yeah, but I, I that's don't literally think that the was. closest I think he's gotten to coaching anything. Yeah, unless he's coaching one of the little, risk, hey. unless he's coaching one of the little mini jockeys. Look, look, you know, if he has the aptitude for it, and I imagine his name wouldn't even be thrown into the mix if he wasn't, you know, if it wasn't something that he'd been, you know, talking about pursuing. He's certainly at least seen how you know the best in the business do it. Yeah, that's fair. Does that train and and for a state of origin role, where coaching is not necessarily
2: <laughs> the highest. Uh, it's about you know, hel- I, helping people find their why. That's, that's what it's well, about. Yeah,
1: that, that's 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 exactly right. I couldn't have said it better myself, Lenny. And uh, you know that's that's what that, and like, if, I think if you got someone like Cameron Smith, I think Cameron Smith's probably a lot a lot uh, smarter around footy. And he'd be the guy that would probably be more like watching tape. Until and, and and actually saying, look, watch out for this, that, and the other. Whereas Billy Slater would be the more, let's just get the Queensland passion in there and
0: whatever. Look, I, yeah, Billy Slater is is definitely one of the players that I would say has the largest gap in experience between watching him on TV and watching him live. Mm-hmm. Like I remember Origins, where the difference between him and Jared Hayne. it it was like they were playing different positions, just in what they were actually doing on the field. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, his his know-how isn't in question. Yeah. But it's it's just interesting to me that they would say, okay, well, your first actual coaching experience will be at the highest level of the game. You know, if... If he wanted that role, you would think he would have enough contacts within QRL or enough advocates or, or lobbyists, you know, people like Mal Meninga. Yeah. That Mal would say, you know what, okay, I'm gonna bring you into the Titans and you're gonna spend a a year as an assistant, as an assistant, not even a, a top tier assistant. Yeah. To see what goes on and, and see this and yeah yada, yada Then as part of the QRL and will we'll look to put you in there as an assistant. I don't know. Just
1: I'm well, just looking now, and it says Cameron Smith actually said he doesn't want to do it, and Billy Slater should do it, and um, and they do acknowledge. Well, it says it looks it looks here that he's set to be offered the job. After the subcommittee formed to appoint a new coach, anointed him as the preferred choice. So, and and they're also and and yeah, well, they're they're basically saying that um. They wanted him before Green was appointed. Wow. But, he, but Billy Slater elected not to go through the coaching selection process that time when he realised he would have to go through an interview process rather than just be offered the job.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so. Um, oh,
0: fucking hell. And, you know, let's not forget what Billy Slater obviously thinks of Daily Cherry Evans. Like, he was, he was from that, yeah, that Queensland dominant team where he was blackballed.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: It yeah, know, fucking Jesus Christ. Uh it,
1: it it says it says here as well that um that the only thing that Thurston Slater and Cameron Smith have coached is under twelves.
2: The yeah.
1: Uh... <laughs> so so being the second highest level of the game after obviously international you know, the international coaching. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, it the, is the worry it. is that he sees it as like a as a stepping stone to get into the NRL. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking hell okay talk about Stop. doing shit backwards yeah yeah I don't know but like hey, running on the look, job's probably
1: not the thing but you know what we go for New South Wales so that's yeah. Glenny's problem
0: that's it as rugby
1: how, league mostly often is
0: Glenn, how <laughs> good is it
2: how good is it
0: to be you with not that anything great. to do with rugby league like just anything at all to do look,
2: with it look tell you what because I like as I've said many many times on the show I've since, uh, since I've come back this season, um, I am one to, to light candles instead of cursing the darkness. And whilst rugby league is a constant source of pain and anguish, it brought me back to you, Blake's, which is also a constant source of fucking pain and anguish. And I forget where I was going with that, but fucking, In short, you guys are cunts, and everything to do with rugby league can go fuck itself. I think I've said enough about that, but uh, Billy Slater coaching Queensland is a horrible idea. That's my opinion.
1: Let's look at some previews. Where the fuck is my notes? Here we go. All right. Previous, it's finals. It's the finals. Get fucking, get excited. Got three rugby league podcast hosts ready to spurt sauce.
0: Now this is the business end of the season. It is, it is,
1: and the uh, first qualifying final takes place on Friday night. It's the Melbourne Storm taking on the mighty Manly Sea Eagles. The Storm side, Munster, is set to return at this stage. He's been named uh, Christian Welsh. Uh, Wanda Sykes, Jennings, and the Bromiches and Remus Smith return. The Fox is out uh, ongoing with the, the hamstring concern from the, the other week. Manly side. Josh Alloye returns at prop and uh, so simply drops the reserves. And that is it. The winner of the game will progress straight through to the week three preliminary final while the loser has to play the winner of the Roosters versus the Titans. On a fa- on a farm in Mackay next week. A farm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Come on, it kind of it, it is, right? I mean, I just yep. you know we're all, we're all about you know just cold hard facts on this podcast, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, as a Manly fan, you obviously go into this game confident. Yeah, um, that confidence is, however, obviously misplaced. Because there's only one coach
1: in the competition with a regular with a a winning record against Craig Bellamy, and that is the great Des Hasler.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, he's got Bellamy's number. He's got. Yeah, Um, well, guess
1: what? Not in 2008 either, for that matter. But uh, didn't stop him then. So these these things happen. They do. We we often sacrifice the regular season game just to keep the fucking tricks in our pocket for the for when they count.
0: Manly's, Manly's had a very, very good year, like an amazing year. And Tommy T is obviously the most influential single player to their team in the league. Um, and, and he's doing things at the moment. He's, he's in a purple patch of purple patches. But every time they've come up against somebody higher on the ladder than them during their, their uptick in form, they haven't been able to control those handling errors.
1: Well, they played that, Parramatta twice when Parramatta was above them. They've that taken
0: themselves out. And they've them like
1: 100 to fucking 10 or something. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's just, like, that's just that's facts. It. And, yep,
0: you keep being happy about beating Parramatta. That was very hey, well done. You should be very proud. I'm just saying. So proud. You can you can be work.
1: you can be the way you want to be, but you said they didn't do it against it's anyone. It's not the button, way he wants to be. It's just did. the way
2: he is, Nathan. It's just it's the way it's it's the, the way, way he is. wants yeah, to be. They did very well.
0: Who's a it's, bigger footy player? Peter Parramatta. Oh, yeah. You yeah. are. You yep. are. Yep,
1: that's right. Um, we fucking but, smashed them.
0: But unfortunately, they didn't give themselves the chance to really put the sword to either Penrith or or Melbourne. Panthers games,
1: I don't. I mean, one of those was when in the first four weeks, and the other one was shortly after that. So I wish we had a played. Like I wish we could have gotten the Roosters and South and stuff in the second half of the season, but just you know, yeah, scheduling being as it is,
0: and and just like last time, if if they can keep the errors out of their game, then they're a shot against Melbourne. Um, Well, look, last
1: time they made thirteen errors, and if they had have made eleven errors. They would have won the game because two of them were directly drop balls that led to tries directly at that moment, and two of them led to tries directly. You know, in the in the ensuing set that came after the possession game by the by the the error. So four yeah. less errors, and they and the storm don't score a point. Um, so it's an it's, it is easy an easy equation for them.
0: I I also see the storm as as just exceptionally drilled in terms of what finals football are you know they are as prepared for this as any team's going to be and they are as confident in their structures as any team's going to be at is a big out he's a very big out um could have been an out all season if the tigers had been willing to let go of david nofaluma (laughs) but um they weren't
2: and so he played for (laughs) melbourne how are we still talking about the fucking tigers? You have a problem, and you need you need to seek medical attention. Now, you guys have had your fucking discussion, uh, if you can call it that, about this game. I feel like it comes down. Do you want to turn, Glenny? Go on then. No, I just want to fucking give the people some fucking truth. Go for it, mate. Without the fucking bullshit. Please speak. I love to hear you speak. <laughs> that is a fucking lie. I think Manley's going to win this game. I think it's going to be very close and it'll come down to a couple of pieces of indiv- individual brilliance and I think in that regard, um, given the form that he's in currently, Tom um has a higher ceiling to provide that individual brilliance to split the game open. I think it, it'll be very, very close. Um, but yeah, I think Manley will just get there. No, the why, and the I don't know that Munster's hundred percent either, which is which is an impact for the storm. Sorry, say that again. I, didn't, I, didn't I, I that. don't think Munster's a hundred percent either, which is going to impact the storm. I honest, I honestly think Hughes is the
1: is a more dangerous player <laughs> to, to be to be watching than Munster anyway, like at any stage. But the the reason the, the reasons that I'm confident is because um we we made so many errors last time. And yeah, you know, so clean those up. The but we had last game largely through the errors that were that were um, committed. We had four tackles inside their twenty in that game, and in, in in with those four tackles inside the twenty, we pulled them apart for two tries. Um, the storm had no answer.
0: But see, here's the other the, thing: you made twelve errors last week against the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, that's the Cowboys, you're going to get punished. But also, the Cowboys the errors the errors against the cowboys um in a lot of cases were i think just through extremely trying to basically just extremely flamboyant fucking <laughs> bullshit play which came off you know, half the time for some yeah. spectacular tries and didn't the other times. I don't think that they're going to be yep. trying as much of that sort yep. of shit as they would against the Cowboys in a game with you know yep. that they had won. But um, against the Storm, though, they will... I mean, there is that risk and reward thing as well because no sides pulled the Storm apart like Manly did when they played them. And the Storm compressed their defence in the middle so much that if you have the balls to spread it early... There's meters to be gained, and that's how Manly gained nearly all their meters in the last meeting. Just you know, early spreads, making you know half bust down, you know, for like 20, 30 meters down the sideline, and uh, and that and so you know if the Storm haven't got an answer to that, one thing that has happened for Manly over the last couple of weeks is their ability to score tries from you know like length of the field tries and tries from the other side of halfway. They just they just seem to be getting better and ba- better at it every week. So that they're, they're becoming better at, at just doing the things like you know, like every like four guys backing up a break every time. So there's you know support runners to pass to and stuff like that. So they're they're increasingly turning you know line breaks and half half chances into tries, whereas. You know, earlier in the season, you know, you're probably for over the first half of the season, you would get so many breaks with like Garrick down the sideline or you know Parker or someone like that, and they there wasn't someone to pass it to, or they didn't pass it to someone, or they didn't you know put the kick in you know to the centre or whatever. But now they're finishing those half chances off as well.
0: The other interesting thing is going to be obviously what what comes out on top in terms of size or mobility, because Bellamy is very light on forwards on his bench. Yeah karen grant and And fucking um yeah our future sharky um but whether that's as coverage for munster i don't know or you know more
1: coverage for like puppy isn't it
0: well that's it yeah either or but um there's going to be some extra hard work needed to be done by those melbourne forwards
1: yeah and And, i mean like the harry grant brandon smith you know, interchange combination is like fucking, you know, it's deadly, un- undefeatable. Like it's, yeah. you know, it's the best.
0: But they are in in the modern NRL. They're one failed HIA away. Yeah. From you know especially won, well, down early in on the game. Interchange. Yeah. From from being in a, a fairly uh, unenviable position. So, I I think the storm will be too good, but it'll be close.
1: Yeah. In days we trust. I feel like he's got some tricks up his sleeve for this one because uh, he is known for not giving stuff away, especially in games of the Storm, because they always seem to schedule these Storm games like in that month before it counts, and they've kind of done it again this year. And so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though, and uh, shall be there live. And uh, the only the only incentive they need is if you don't want to fucking play on a farm next week, yeah. then, <laughs> then just, just fucking win, and then you're playing at Suncorp. And, uh, you know, so then uh, Nate can be there and watch you live for the finals games. <laughs> and Because I can't I can't fucking get up to Mackay next week. I've got too much shit on next weekend.
0: Are you going to this one? Where's this one? Sunny Coast. Ah, oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. My God.
1: What a cunt circus it was getting tickets though. Like the fucking gateway for processing payments crashed five times in a row trying to get tickets. And like each time you're going back to go through the process again, the tickets are getting worse and worse because like time's ticking on. And it got to the point where I was like fucking sitting, you know, sitting on a fucking, in, in, you know, in a pole, on a pole on the sideline watching it. And then I sort of said, fuck it. I give up. And then went back like 10 meters after, 10 minutes after that. And then that's when like people who'd gone through the process and like had, you know, they sort of locked tickets in their cart for a certain time. Some of those had been released and I found a couple, you know, in a stand again. So it was all good. But, um, it's the one. The one thing I'll give credit to these venues, and I, and I hope it's happening. You know, all at all of them, but the ticket prices for this finals game were no higher, not a cent higher than they were for the regular season game a couple of weeks ago. And the Eels I went to at the same place. So, um, like the highest price ticket in there was like sixty five bucks. There you I go. I think yeah, and then like to, to sit and the Sunshine Coast Stadium has. Uh, Hills, uh, hill down one side and hills on either end, and like those tickets were, I think, for adults, like twenty five bucks. So, yeah, it's yeah decent of those guys not to fucking jack the prices up for finals game because they they probably could have and still sold it out. You know, Um, the first elimination final, fifth v eight, the Sydney Roosters versus the Gold Coast Titans at the Abattoir up there in uh, North Queensland. Roosters side, Letters returns at prop. Radley comes back from suspension. Fletcher Baker comes back as well on the bench. Liu and Egan are benched to make way for uh, Letters and Radley, while uh, Marshkey, uh, How, uh, Tapua, and uh, White all drop out of the fifth, uh, out of the 17. Sorry, Lachlan Lamb retains the halfback role. Walker ret- uh, maintains his position on the bench. And the Titans side, Proctor is named after withdrawing last week. McIntyre drops out of the 17.
2: What do you reckon, Glenny? I think the Titans have um, been pretty pretty gritty and gallant to to make it into the eight. And I think they would themselves would probably fancy their chances given some of the issues that Roosters have had over the course of the season with injuries. And it's been a long year for the Roosters. Um, I just think experience wins the day here um, and the Tedesco factor. I, think rooster, I don't think it'll be a blowout by any stretch, but I, I think the Roosters will win, and I, I would pick Tedesco to have a massive game. Look, the Titans can <laughs> score points, but they cannot defend them. Mm. Yeah. And I don't
1: think they're going to learn in, in the pressure cooker of the finals.
0: No. no, they're not.
1: I mean, there's some experienced guys out there, like you mentioned, like Teddy. I mean, even you look at, like... Just think of the legs that a guy like Drew Hutchinson has grown over the course of one season. Yeah. Been thrown into the pressure cooker. And, like, Lamb is an experienced guy in their halves in that side now at this point. And I just, you know, Jaden Campbell, he's, he's awfully fucking green, especially for a side that has been there, or a club, let's say, not a side, because there are certainly some green members of this rooster side, but a club that's been there and done it. Yeah. Like, you know, kicks kicks to Tupou are going to be absolute nightmares for the likes of, you know, Philip Sammy and, you know, Jaden Campbell.
0: Yeah. I also think there's a vast difference and it, it's very vast when you consider the, the inexperience of both of the Harbs pairings. But the fifth tackle options with the Roosters are just far superior to what the Titans are going to throw out. Yeah. And in terms of the heart of their forward pack, you you would expect this one for for the Roosters to be genuinely concerned. On paper, they should be shitting themselves about having to deal with this Titans forward pack. But I don't think they've got, over the course of 80 minutes between them, enough in them to, to really go at the Roosters consistently. Which and
1: you look at the Roosters pack as well, I mean, like, you know, with, with the letters, uh, Takaaho, Crichton, Tupanua, yeah. Radley, if he stays on the field. I mean, they're all big game players. <laughs> yeah. Like every it. single one of them.
0: Yeah, and but they're, they're all massive effort players. Yeah. Like each one of them you would look to and and they're, they're not going to be putting um, tackles out in the 70th no. minute, you know, no. with the game on the line. Yeah, that's right. Whereas yeah. how many of the Titans forwards would you not be surprised <laughs> to see that from?
1: Yeah, yeah. So look, I I give a lot of credit. Like the Titans deserve all the credit in the world for the way that they somehow found themselves in a position to Bradbury themselves into the finals. Yep. But they took it with both hands. Fuck yeah. In a game they had to win and had to win by a certain amount of points. That sort of shit can get in your head. Yep. And they came through that like with flying colours. Yeah. But this is not a, you know this is not a Warriors team that's getting people sent to the sin bins. Well, I mean I say that knowing that. Victor Radley may spend time in the sin bin. I mean, (laughs) apparently he's changed though. Apparently his attitude's changed this time. This time, this time is going to be different. Mm. But um, yeah, I just expect the Roosters to be too well coached.
0: Honestly, you know what? One of the most effective ways to change someone's attitude is is to have them made aware that that attitude does not link with the attitude of those around them.
1: Yeah, you
0: know, it's human nature.
1: And puts a yeah, puts a cost on everyone else. Yeah, that's it. You know, yeah, so, yeah. And look and just and yeah, like guys like uh, you know, Letters Tedesco, J Moz even. Mm-hmm. I mean these are these are guys that they've they've all been there before. Yep. They know what this shit's about. And they've they've managed to guide these young guys through a, a ridiculously difficult season with you know, season-ending injuries happening almost on a game-by-game game, game basis. They've dragged them through that, and I think they'll certainly be able to drag them through this week, if, not, if no further.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. Uh, second qualifying final, 2v3. The Panthers take on the Rabbits. It is the following game at the same venue at the Abattoir up there in North Queensland. And I tell you, the surface didn't look fucking great last weekend. Yeah. And so I've I my biggest fear for this game is just ACLs, yep, just detonating left and right depending on what happens in the first game. Um, the Panthers side uh, Sorensen is replaced by Linu on the bench. The Rabbits, okay, so uh, the Bunnies have a bunch of players coming back from uh, injury and rest. Johnson, Gay guy, Walker, Reynolds, Cook, Burgess, Arrow, and Murray, all back in, and uh, Kalama Tangi comes back in from suspension. Marshall and Host drop to the bench, Ilias out of the 17 in the reserves, and uh, the winner of this one will uh, go through to the uh, week three prelim, whereas the loser will face the winner of the Eels versus the Knights.
0: Jay? Losing this game doesn't make it a hard road to the semis, but... But I think with the expectation of you know the, the latter position and also facing a South Sydney team without Latrell is is important for the Panthers to win. I think you know? this
1: is the soft side of the draw, so I think the Panthers would like to stay there.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, in in saying that, they still have to contend with Adam Reynolds' game management. He needs to be nullified and have all his time taken away from him. That left-hand side attack of South is still incredibly potent without Luttrell. You know they mm-hmm. spent large parts of this year without him. Mm, yeah, exactly. And and it wasn't as if, you know they they looked out of sync or or they got sloppy all of a sudden.
1: A lot of the benefit they got from Latrell actually was on the right-hand side.
0: And and that's it. That's him. You look at a lot of the tries he scores and and they're either side of the post yep. because he's just having... He's, he's in and around sniffing for the ball. But as long as they keep doing what they've been doing and really keep their discipline front of mind, they shouldn't have too many problems. You know, they handled South's forward pack extremely well last time. Um, they, they really took their opportunities when they got it. And Jerome Luai... He's getting back into form, and I think he's going to be key for this game as well.
2: His, his running game, especially. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So, um, yeah, Penrith should win this one. I, The thing I, I think Penrith will win, reason being is that I don't think Penrith need to be at their absolute best to beat South, but I think South need to be absolutely at their best to beat Penrith.
0: Yeah, um, and, and it was
2: probably good we had
0: the game against them very recently mm. for the, for that
2: yep. for that reason. I, I will say if Damien and I've said it before, if Damien Cook has one of those games where he's completely unstoppable through the ruck, and that that a lot of that would be on Penrith, so they would have to be poor um, in their in their market defence and around the ruck. Yeah, uh, if he has one of those games, South uh, are like many of the good teams, are definitely one of those sides that, when they get momentum and they get the lion's share of possession and field position, um, under the under the current rules, uh, they are a fucking tidal wave that's very yeah. difficult to stop.
0: I think the the risk for Souths is, and they they showed it last time they played Penrith, when they were under the pump, they didn't have an answer. Mm. You know, Dylan Walker was getting frustrated. And doing silly things Adam Reynolds just kept kept doing what he was doing But didn't do anything extra to drag them back Into the contest
2: mm. You mean uh, C- contest. Cody Walker had, 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 right? had, had, had,
0: had that. Oh fucking yeah Why do I always do that um, But Yeah I'm, I'm not sure That they have The The structure To come back at Penrith If they can peg out an early lead
1: mm-hmm Yeah, I expect Penrith to win. Um, You're fairly comfortable.
0: injury-free football. That's all.
1: Yeah, at this stage, that's probably half the battle. But um, yeah, look, yeah, as 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 good as he is, I mean, they're running out with an extremely green fullback as well, which you know at this time of the year we've got Dylan Edwards.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I love that you're open about. Your are for Dylan now, Edwards. I love that we brought now, that out Now brought, it out, brought of it out of I take, yeah. take fucking full credit for it. Yeah, yeah. It, no, was, it you, was you. Yeah. I
0: give you full credit too. See, you doing that is like David Nofaluma taking credit for, you know, or, or dispensing credit to somebody else. It's not where the credit goes. I have been honest and open about Dylan Edwards for a long, 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 long time.
2: As the fucking yeah, but lie. Not on this show because I was saying the same right. shit about yeah, Dylan Edwards to you at the pub at on Grand Final night last year, and you <laughs> fucking did nothing but defend him. And here you are saying, "What? What is the definition of a long, 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 long time?" Because you've you've actually been truthful when, about him all for two weeks,
0: or when he was injured last year, all the time he was injured last year and this year. Yeah, injured. It's, I mean, it's it the whole thing. I just can't let you say anything bad about him. But anyway, the thing
1: there's a difference between a South Sydney Rabbitohs fullback who doesn't know what he's doing and a Panthers fullback who knows what he's doing, but he's just shit at it. (laughs) So that's 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 the difference, yeah. And like yeah, like Nathan Cleary has the kicking game to test the fuck out of a green fullback that may not be feeling 100% confident. Yeah. And look, you know, it, it may be, it may be you know, Ducks and Drakes from Bennett yeah. as well. I mean, he, he might put Alex back there mm.
0: because he's done but it even, before even then, and he's you, done it well saw and he's what, kind of you safe, saw what you know? Nathan did to, to Mansour last time they met.
2: Yeah. Yeah, which is probably a good reason why Mansour's nowhere near the side <laughs> this time around.
1: Well, I mean, he was he was only in there because AJ was, you
2: know, anyway. Yeah yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh,
1: look, you know, I think I think the Panthers will have him covered it. It'd be certainly a, a a jewel in the crowd of fucking Benny if he could uh somehow, you know, coach a Latrell-less rabbit side to victory. Finally, we have the second elimination final. And look, I'm surprised I didn't put this fucking game on Monday night, but it's on Sunday afternoon. Uh, the Eels versus the Knights in Rockhampton. And uh Is it on a farm side. in Rocky? It is on a farm in Rockhampton. It is. <laughs> it's on Farmer Brown's Park Farm <laughs> in Rockhampton, and uh the eel side. Well, they welcome back everybody because they pretty much rested everybody and ran the Mounties out last week. So Gartherson, I didn't say uh, anything bad about the fucking Mounties.
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's the
1: thing. I didn't say anything bad about them. I just said it was the Mounties side. I mean, it's a, you know they should you know they should be playing first grade. Yeah, it was, it was they've been fed into the fucking into the wood chipper. But um, yeah, the Brown Boys, Paulo, Moses, Blake, uh, Papa Lee, all back. Regan Campbell, Gallard's uh, back f- uh, from a groin injury. And um, Smith and Cartwright pushed to the bench by the returning guys. And uh, Ryan Madison is not named in the 17 following his suspension and just named as a reserve. The Newcastle Knights side, okay, so they also had a bit of a rest last week. So the Saifidis both return along with Braley, Hunt, uh, Frizzle, Sue and Barnett. And uh, Chris Randall, he's uh, going to miss the rest of the uh, 2021 after undergoing surgery for a thumb injury, which uh, you know is not, is well compensated by Braley returning in the nine. Who's Ups- winning, boys? Upset. You pick Newcastle. You love the Knights. You fucking love them. Why? Fuck. Why? B- because fuck Mitchell Moses. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, but why? <laughs> but why? Why else? I mean, that's like you're gonna put a whole game on that.
2: I think I think the Eels will come in, um, much like their fucking two most key team members in Gutherson and Moses. I think they'll come in overconfident. And I think Pierce Do you think a side that lost level, like?
1: Do you think a side that lost? you know what four and four plus games in a row got one good good win that's against right the Storm. and then had
2: the arrogance to rest all their fucking players and do
1: then, you think but- it do you think it's overconfidence do you think that they I mean they losing would be still quite fresh on their mind wouldn't it for them to be overconfident
2: hey I'm I'm not going to sit here and try and analyze what goes on in the minds of Mitchell Moses and Clint Gutherson so I so suspect would you, it's a lot would you of say, thinking Glenn, about themselves their,
0: their overconfidence is their weakness
2: I don't know why that's a joke.
1: Fuck. You can Google that one later. Um, <laughs> right. Honestly, honestly, you you truly believe that the Knights are going to spring an upset here? Yep.
2: I think Mitchell Pearce is going to okay, have so, a fucking hour so
1: of you got, the game. You got ar- the arrogance or complacency from the Eels. What's your other reasons?
2: Mitchell Pearce, turn back the clock, and. <sighs> I think I think they've got the forwards to challenge them. I've got, I think, Connor Watson, his activity around the ruck, he could give them nightmares. And um, if they can get on a bit of a roll, Mitchell Pearce's kicking game, Ponga, can be done. I believe it. But over, the right. overriding factor is fuck Parra and fuck Mitchell Moses, really. Right. And like, no, I'm you not going to give you a that. scientific fucking analysis of it. Yeah. They were sixth and seventh. They're
0: not worlds apart. You know, it's not like this is first and eighth like it used to be.
2: Yeah,
1: but the sixth and 7th there's still like two. There's like what three games? Is three? Three wins between six and. I mean, remember we had a, we had a breakaway top six.
0: Yeah, that's
1: it. So so there, so there is. I mean, while they are only six and seven you know, adjacent on the ladder, there's still you know a number of wins across the season between oh, the two.
2: Cunt! What are you, Nathan Brown's cousin? Go and suck their dicks. Fuck Para. Go the
1: Knights. Oh, hey, look, I'm, I'm totally fuck para, but but I'm also fuck Knights. and so I'm like, <laughs> like fuck. Para. I mean, you heard me say at the top of the you heard me say at the top of this fucking game, though. that I was like, this game should be fucking played on a Monday night because I mean <laughs> that's that's where I place it on the hierarchy yeah. of games. It's Monday night football um, revisited.
0: I, I'm not sure the Knights have have eighty minutes in them. I don't think the eels have eighty minutes of good football in them either, but I think they have more than the Knights do. Fair
1: it. parameter win. And I just feel like I feel like the the things that you can put down as positives for the Knights, there's so many negatives as well. Like Bradman Best has been fucking exposed by poor players a lot recently, and, like, I'm, and I'm not saying that the Eels are massively overstocked with amazing players, but they got they've got enough players that I think could take advantage of the Knights' back line. Mitchell Moses, if he's Fuck in one me. of those on games. <laughs> Where he's if. actually doing something, if, then, yeah, it's a big and it's a big if. But if it is, all he has to do is be able to put up some high kicks and create nightmares for Kalen Ponga, of indecision or cowardice to not play at a ball that he should play at, yeah, you know, or 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 making a you know a flat out a flat out error under the under the bright lights of the farm. So, <laughs> I just
2: you cut the lighting towers. That's what it yeah. will be. There's no lights yeah. there.
1: Well, it'd be like it'd be, it'd be like it'd be fucking like, like a like halogen fucking halogen yeah. lamps set up on the top of fucking tractors and and fucking uh, <laughs> combine harvesters. I
2: <laughs> would couple of lighting towers in the. I might give them a call. They might. This could be an advertising uh, spectacle. Look, if
1: if and this is a big if if the eels can replicate replicate the the cohesion and intent and commitment for eighty minutes that they manifested in that game versus the storm. Two weeks ago, they'll fucking destroy the Knights, mm. destroy them. But like I said, it's I, a big, it's a much, big if though.
2: That much I agree with. I just it, don't it, think it, they it's have a big, that
1: in them. It's a big if though. I don't think they can just. I, I don't think they can throw that out back to back to back weeks. Mm. Um, and I do, and and I do think it was a mistake that they rested so many players. I think they they really needed another opportunity to, especially to test themselves against someone like Panthers. Even if they didn't win, I think just that kind of you know, stern challenge mm. would have been a great sort of entree into into finals football just for them to to build on, you know, but iron sharpens iron if you will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh look, I think the Eels will win, but you know, it's hard to, it's hard to be confident with those guys after what they've shown us over the last sort of you know six weeks right. with that one you know great, albeit great blip, you know, against the storm. Mm-hmm. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pub problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet. With the performance package 4.0, the orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code TWILLNATION.
0: Tell you what, I've had a change of heart. Aliens aren't aliens. They are? Those little... Fucking smooth, grey-skinned things. They're actually our descendants from a thousand years in the future on the fucking lawnmower (laughs) 100.0. And that's why they are completely hairless. And they come back in time, which explains why everyone gets anal probed. That is our great, 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 great grandsons absolutely sensational what i love about this one the 4.0 is easier to use the shape of it's better and the light i feel is so much stronger and so much better for getting inside and not missing anything
1: inside what are you shaving
0: my beehole your colon <laughs> what are you not shaving why are you
2: shaving your colon
0: <laughs> well the ivermectin didn't get everything
1: out. Huh? <laughs> the 4.0 was swimming underwater <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: no but in, inside those those nooks and crannies I am I am the owner <laughs> and your large intestine. <laughs> of, uh, my backside looks like it could have been an extra in Planet of the Apes.
2: So. <laughs> so, uh. Speaking of extras, uh, there was a time in my life where I felt like an extra from the movie Alien. thought I was Sigourney Weaver and something ungodly was coming out of my uh, nether regions until I hit it with the Manscaped 4.0 lawnmower. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, now, I... Uh, I take I take that thing everywhere I go. Mainly the shower, to be quite frank. Um and when I'm done trimming every part of my being, I got to just got to get rid of that intense intense feeling and I use the crop preserver and the crop reviver on my bits and pieces just to calm everything down because I get so bloody excited. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> not to mention, oh. not to mention the travel bag, because you just want to look classy. And then when you get, when we go back to traveling, whether that's intergalactic or just trying to head interstate, the travel bag. When you get picked up, going through <coughs> airport uh, security, they pull out the travel. What's in here? That's my lawnmower Four mate. Would you like to try it out? It sure might lead to a little bit of an awkward scenario whilst uh, old mate drops his dax there instead of doing his job. But it's another customer a fucking
1: communicable disease. Tell you what,
0: I actually had to use the travel bag this week. Yeah, going between houses. The uh, the young fella forgot his uh, little cuddly cuddly sleep toy that he takes with him. His little sneech, and uh, so I had to drop that off to school for him. So he could have it for, uh, for when he was away from me. And I put it in the most convenient sized thing that I could find, which was my manscaped travel bag. Mm-hmm. And I took that in to school, knocked on the door of his classroom. His teacher was there and I gave it to her, and just asked her to put it in his bag. And she looked down and saw what it was, and then looked at me. And when I got home... I had 14 invitations to parent-teacher interviews. So-
2: and 15 questions while there was a pile of pubes in the corner of the bag. <laughs>
1: why, why his furry little toy seemed, seemed to be a lot furrier. <laughs> well,
0: hang on. No, you don't shave your sack into the travel bag. What, what the fuck are you two idiots doing? <laughs> It's for the actual lawnmower 4.0 to travel in, not for your pubes to travel in.
2: You're not supposed to shave your small or large intestine either, mate, but you seem to be getting right up in there. Jesus Christ. You guys are actually
0: using a Bigfoot pillow. Fuck me. <laughs>
1: Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code twillnation at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code twillnation at manscaped.com. Your dick and balls need some help. For a clean trinity and beyond, your (laughs) space balls will thank you. (laughs) Righto, boys. Let's hit uh, some mailbag action. Let me just quickly navigate over to it. and uh, Y'all face, you fucking lost track where it was. Where are you? Had it there, and it's gone now, thanks to your scrolling shit. All right, let me scroll down a bit and find this shit. It was a great mailbag this week. We got uh, plenty of stuff in there. It started early because someone...
0: I'd also like we to remind you, cunts, that we don't do mailbags on the Sunday slash Monday episode.
2: Maybe fucking remind yourself, cunt.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, there's only one person here reminding yeah. right? Well, two people, you and the guy that mentioned something about the mailbag.
2: On, on Monday morning
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, Sunday, or Tuesday morning, I'm just giving on. the
0: people what they want.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I mean, and you know what? It it got it done, and it got it done early because they filled it up for us. So uh, let's see what we got here. Um, Chris, this one's for you, Glennie. I'm assuming, I'm assuming. If the Tigers get their man Aaron Woods for next season, is it a sure thing they beat the Storms 19 wins in a row in a season?
2: Mate, I've been I've been living the Tigers' undefeated seasons for more than a decade now. Like, 19 wins in a row. It's a fucking child's play. It's fucking amateur hour. Undefeated asterisk seasons are where they're at. And Aaron Woods coming back to the Tigers in a true leadership role, a la James Tamow. What could possibly go wrong?
1: <laughs> uh, Sky said, Who does Melbourne play in the grand final, Manly or Penrith? This ought to be good. Crying face emoji. I put it to you, sir, that Melbourne don't play either of those sides in the grand final. It will actually be Manly and Penrith in the grand final. Put that in your fucking pipe and smoke it.
0: Don't tell him to do that because he he actually will. It will be that. that. It it can't be Manly and Penrith in the grand final.
1: Manly win this week. Penrith, uh, uh, Melbourne get chucked over to your side of the draw. You have to play them in week three to get a space in the final and Manly
0: beat. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's impossible. Because
1: Manly won't win. Well, no, I'm saying all, you know, we've we've agreed by a margin of two to one on this show that Manly will in fact actually win. It has been okay. decreed
0: and so, and so it
1: shall happen. Um, it is decided. It is decided. So so you <laughs> so you it guys need to beat the storm then. the second time uh, to knock them out. So in straight sets. Nice. Oh, actually, it won't be straight sets because they've got to win their way through to you, don't they? Fuck it. Some one of you know, can beat them. Even better. <laughs> oh, fuck. Can you can you imagine? Can you imagine the 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 Lee Bailey implosion Jesus. if that was to happen? Jesus. Um, ben says the biggest decline of twenty twenty one. A. Tigers. B. Raiders. B. I agree. The West Tigers lose again. <laughs> it's actually the Raiders that win. <laughs> and uh, it's and Hamish has actually replied said, yeah. Tigers go eleventh to thirteenth. Raiders fifth to tenth. Says it all, and and I would I would agree. Like the the raid, I mean, the Raiders were still conceivably within that premiership window at the start of the season before a ball had been kicked, and then mm-hmm. yeah, you know, they, then they, you know then they lose like they they lose Williams, and they had all that internal bullshit going on there. And yeah, there was a bit of Hodgson unhappiness, and there was the stuff with Tarpane's misses and everything, and then boom! By the time they got their shit together, you know, Semi got their shit together. It was it was far too late. Uh, Troy, going off very early, he's saying, based on signings thus far, can Jay and Nate give us their top eight for next season? I'm not too worried about Glenny's, but I suppose you can throw his <laughs> in for the sake of God being
2: He's fucking guy. I don't, I'm not sure what his fucking problem is, but he's, um, he's trying very hard to get on the list of fucking, on the cunt list. <laughs> it's a fairly exclusive club. Not sure he belongs there, but he's doing his best. It's too early to go for
1: that sort of stuff, but I mean it's it's hard given the disparity between the, the sides this season, it's very difficult to see the top six this year out of the top eight next year. And so then you say, okay of those two other sides, can, will the Titans get better and secure their position you know more more easily than they did this year? The, the Sharks have a new coaching regime coming through and you know a couple of players, I mean do, do they you know just get that slight bump they needed to, to get back into the finals? I know Jay says no because I think on what was on Monday, you said that the 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 sharks are never going to get in the finals again. Never again. You know, I don't. I don't know how many other teams. Like, can Canberra write the ship? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, the Warriors have a nucleus of a good squad, too, that was dead. Yeah, and they, they found themselves decimated with injuries at various stages of the season. Well, I mean, that's- so could they jump up slightly to get, you know?
0: Yeah, that, that's the thing that you look at. So the, the Storm aren't going to drop too much next year. No. Neither are Penrith, no. neither are the Rabbits, neither are Manly. No. The no. Roosters are going to get better. They're going to get better, if anything, yeah. You know, so, so there's your top five locked in. Mm-hmm. The eels
1: are probably they're still probably good to make the eight. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. they they don't have that extra step, but I think they're yeah. plenty plenty good enough to go through. And so, top eight.
0: so here is the thing: I I think the knights. T- look, it, it's rough, you know. May maybe, maybe, the the sharks, you know, all, all trolling aside, maybe the sharks come in, but, but really, you know, I, I don't, I don't see it. I think there's more, I actually think there's more improvement in the Titans in terms of potential than there is in the Sharks. Yeah. Just with next year's rosters. So
1: Yeah. It's just so unpredictable
2: with
0: the Sharks though. I mean. It's because, the last yeah, they, they, two they, spots. They're the only yeah. ones that are in question. Yeah. I and agree. you
2: know, what the dogs, what do the dogs do? Like
0: well, they're they might fucking- come second
2: last. I mean,
1: they haven't upgraded. I mean, they've got a lot of players coming in, but they haven't
2: got a new coach coming in, have they? Oh,
1: no, yeah. Glenn,
2: they don't. Michael Maguire might get the gig. Never know. He's very passionate.
1: Yeah, he's he's a current attacking coach for the Panthers. Oh, he might get a go. Oh no, he's a defensive coach, isn't he? Oh, is he? Yeah, so maybe, so maybe they get Seraudo and they go, like, "Oh, well, the attacking coach didn't work, mate. Let's get the fucking defensive <laughs> coach over." Um, yeah, I don't think he'd make that mistake though. Uh, Michael says, "As great as the Warriors' sacrifice is, what do you feel about the whole narrative of the Warriors have saved the NRL? Surely the NRL would have continued if the Warriors couldn't compete. Some perspective and balance on this would have been great."
2: Everyone just gets an extra fucking buy.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and and that would have happened. It wouldn't been optimal, but I mean, yeah, the show would the shoot the show would have would have rolled on. But I still I still you know have some have some uh, respect for the Warriors for. Yeah, their they, their players sacrificed more than any others over the course of the you know the last two seasons. Absolutely, that's a uh, yeah, just, it's undeniable. So, um, James says, uh, the, "There is a proposal for a new award, the Breakfast Club." The criteria for this award is pretty self-explanatory, given it's probably a two-horse race between the Dragons and the Tigers. I mean, either team would deserve it based on their latest on-field performance alone. Does this make it to the Twillies? Well, uh, I think you need to have some more parameters around the. I mean, what specifically is the criteria for this award? Is it just the team that we've that the that we basically want to call for? I mean, because you know, why I the mean, doggies are as good as you know, mm. good a chance of that as any as
2: well. Um, Broncos for two thirds of the season, as yeah, well. Yeah, you know,
1: put some parameters around what we're looking for to to you know qualify teams, and sure, if we don't have an award like that already. Uh, Shane said, "Does Madge survive till the end of the year?" Well, I guess he's only got to make it until like the end of October, right? Um, yeah,
2: they reckon and, the internal review will be done in a couple of weeks, so that'll right. probably fuck him, I'd say. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it'll be it'll be something that some news that dumps out after the season's completed then like after the grand final
0: it, it just fucking amazes me in this day and age be, because that's exactly what will happen the the internal review will be done and he'll be found lacking or that he hadn't reached certain KPIs or, or yep. whatever it is and, and he'll get the ass yeah but it'll be done with complete straight faces and and even with all, all of this stuff known like the the McInnes thing where where Pascoe turns up late so he's obviously involved in recruitment, yeah, yep. You know, and and it'll be done with straight faces, in that no one, no one would suspect that that anyone but Madge is to blame. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Terry said the Bulldogs beating the Tigers thirty-eight nil is the biggest winning margin a wooden spooner has ever dished out. Is there a better Tigers stat from this year?
0: Um, yes. This year is the only year that Luke Brooks has run the length of the field to score match winners two times, only to have it called back. I
1: dare dare say it's probably the only time that any player ever in the history of the game has done two length of the field match-winning tries. At the end of a game. At the end of games to have them called back. (laughs) And look, that's that's a difficult one to fat-check, but I'm pretty sure (laughs) he's the only one. And he's certainly the funniest one with those little legs pumping so hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh, here you go Steven says, Does anyone know how many times a storm have beaten Para this year? I forget. Win when it counts, Para. You just opened yourself up. Um Come on, Grab, you gotta be better than that, mate. Oh, Matt has said uh Hey Glenn, suck shit. That is all. Hashtag <laughs> fuck the Tigers Do you know do you know Matt Wynn personally? Nah. No, no. He's just He's just he's just running he's just running from just the back he's just running from the side and just fucking king hit you
2: just <laughs> fucking piled on. Hit oh, you with the fucking
1: oh, get in line! I'm I'm trying to find that comment that that uh, that, uh, that that guy left you earlier that I thought it was just fucking great. And um, where where did he leave it? Did he leave it under the under the the uh, match thread? He did. It was uh, it was Dan. He said, uh, "Shout out to Glenn." I've been mighty impressed with the way you fronted up week after week to cop it with good humour after your team has under-delivered. In a year where they have not only declined even further, you've had to endure a fucking documentary about it. You had to put up with the other boys' pot shots and some un- anonymous tool joining in the pile on trying to make a name for himself. Mate, in a busy week trying to find time to keep up with the podcast, you, sir, gave me my why. Respect. <laughs> yeah. You're a model fan for a struggling team. Better luck next year.
2: That's what I'm talking about, Dan. It's what keeps was me touching. coming back. Yeah. and you know what
0: Glenn will put absolutely no further attention or kindness into Dan after that wonderful comment and will continue hey. to feed the fucking trolls that hypothet that, you know choke him with their podcast comments <laughs> moving forward
2: and yep. fuck my quads <coughs> so,
0: so let this be a lesson to all of you
1: yeah, kindness kindness is uh is, is not the way to, to to get Glenn's attention. The way to get his attention that's is bullshit. to uh, anonymously troll him.
2: That Put is- your
0: verbal forearm around his throat and
2: pull. <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> Those cunts can bring it on, that's fine. But Dan, you're a fucking stand up guy. I appreciate you. Ah, oh, sweet
1: um that's full time for episode 432 thanks for listening everyone and uh, to find links to our various social media communities patreon and more head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links if you'd like to support the show make sure you drop us a rating and a review on apple Podcasts. I out the easiest way to support us tell a friend invite your friends into the facebook group etc um patreon you can find our patreon at patreon.com forward slash twill nation come in and join the fun additional episodes and more and tipping. I haven't revisited the tipping for a couple of weeks now, and it is actually the tightest tipping competition that we have ever had coming into this stage of the season. We've got our Sumbach on top, uh, total score 151. Um, then following that, we've got Drewy's drop kicks. One of these ESPN fan tards that didn't change their username. Do How about the tip? Ben Diggity reps 85. Uh, Chev mate. M Jonesy, and uh, Mitch Rich, all of them on 150. So that's, we have one point separating the entire top 10. Uh, so it's anyone's with what we got. So what, 4-2-2-1. Two, two, so there's only a handful of games left to go to the end of the season. But even dropping one of them is uh, yeah, could prove fatal and or all could prove to be you know, the winning of the competition for someone. So uh, best of luck. Don't forget to get your tips in and uh, don't forget to tip Manly if you want to get one up over the rest of these motherfuckers. Fellas, do you have anything else to add before we pull the stumps for a week?
2: No, thank you. Thank you for asking.
1: So, <laughs> so polite. It's like Dan has melted you and turned you into a real boy.
0: <laughs> Look, Nate, put an note on your calendar in three weeks to yeah. ask him the name of the person that was nice to him. Shall do.
2: Yeah, fucking... <laughs> All hey. over that
0: shit. You've forgotten him now. Yeah, you call him, yeah. who? You, you'll call him Sam or Tim. Don.
2: Or something. Don the Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, boys. On that note, I'll see you. Talk to you after the round one of the finals. Okay. Rad. See ya.